This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. The following is a paid program. The views or claims made are not necessarily those of WILK staff, management, or sponsors. It's time for Laurie and Lynn. Local talk to start your weekend right. And now, Laurie and Lynn on WILK. Good morning. Good morning. How are you doing today? I'm okay. How are you doing? I am feeling fine. I know you were having a rough time the last couple days with some sinus issues. So I, Mm -hmm. and I wanted to tell you, um, in the last two days, I have had so much trouble with my sinuses and I just feel like Man, there must be a significantly greater amount of pollen in the air, or it's the fact that it's so humid that it's not going anywhere. You know, I don't know what it is, but wow, it's been brutal. Mm-hmm. And everybody who has sinus issues are complain—they're complaining about it. I mean, it's everywhere you go. So yeah. it's tough, and I think a lot of it is this this constant warm, really warm, hot weather, and the humidity. It's it's and there's been no yeah. rain. You know, no, but there's going to be there's there's going to be some things here uh, as we're recording this on a Thursday tonight and tomorrow morning that hopefully will deliver rain and clear out <coughs> some of this humidity. Can't wait well, for it. Hope, it's going to be weekend. Yeah, but it's supposed to be hot again. It's supposed to be really well, hot, hot this weekend, 92 and 90 and ridiculous numbers. Yes, but there's, there should be far less, less humidity. Less humidity. Okay, well, that's good. That's good. <sighs> that makes it a nice week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So what's happening in your world? Mm. Well, just um, you know, do, doing my thing. I, 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 as you said, I had this. I had a, you know, an infection, sinus infection, and I was dehydrated, which caused a lot of problems for me, and I didn't realize it. And um, yeah. but um, you just don't realize what dehydration will do. You know, mm-hmm. and I, I'll, again, that goes back to, you know, I told you I started a new exercise program and yep. I do it as soon as I wake up. And so you're sweating and not realizing it, even though it's early and you're in your I'm in my house and it was air, air conditioned. You, you just don't realize how much 
fluid you need to maintain that in this weather. And mm -hmm. I guess that that was on top of the sinus infection. That just was like a double whammy. So, yeah, um, last Friday I was not in a good way. Pretty sick. Mm -hmm. But I'm doing okay. Thank God. I uh, Z-Pack and fluids and thank God everything's good. Good. Oh, however, I well, didn't miss my novena. I, I know. I was going to ask you that if you still went every day. Did they do it I on did. the weekends? Yeah, oh, yeah. Straight through. It's nine days and the okay. tenth day is the feast day. Okay. So I go always to the 3.30, and I've been mm -hmm. there all. Today is now um, the uh, seventh, eight, not yet, seventh day. And then uh, the, the Feast of St. Anne's Mon is for, uh, the 26th on sad, uh, Sunday. Mm. And so what so. happens with that? Well, I mean, the, the bishop says Mass at, in the um, evening and you know it's just a celebration it's it's the novena part is very is the same you know but it's just that's the last the actual day the last ten of the 10 days straight through nine novena and one feast day so okay. I always feel so much better when I go and there is something about being there I try to get there about an hour before and I you know, put it right into my schedule, and so that mm -hmm. way I don't make anything around it. And I go over and I park on the side, on right on the street under a tree, because there's a few trees there, which provides some shade because it's been hot, as we just said. And yep. I pray and I relax, make calls or do whatever I have to do while I'm there. And then when Novena starts, I'm right there and ready to go with my little prayer card and all ready. Okay, so mm -hmm. so that's day. the uh, feast of Saint Anne. Is that the one that? Yes, that's that the, the feast day. The, uh, yes, and it, I was thinking okay. about this this morning that this is now the second novena that my mom has not been around for. She died a mm -hmm. few months before last year's, and then um, this year, and because she was, you know, every day we went as children, which I couldn't stand to go. But as I said before, there was always a, a lure for us because we could get a popsicle or something at the stand if we went. <laughs> so, of course, we were sitting there waiting for the end to be, you know. Yes. I remember as a kid, once I saw everybody starting to walk towards, the, you know, the, for the blessing, um, I thought, okay, that's it. It's almost over. <laughs> That is so funny that that's how you that's how you process it as a kid. Yeah, <laughs> I, really I hated to go. We had to, I told you we had to go to mass every day for Lent as a child, yeah. except Saturday. My father let us not go on Saturday, but all during the week, and then of course we always went on Sunday. And mm -hmm. so we had to get up much earlier for school, which I know I've said this before, but it bears repeating. Because then now as an adult, <laughs> I do that at, you know, Lent. That's what I do for Lent is go to church every day, although it's mm -hmm. not in the morning. Um, yeah. You know, and then go to Novena. And it's it's important to me now, you know. So I, mm -hmm. and, and I don't ever look at it as though I'm going to get a popsicle when I'm finished anymore. <laughs> at all. <laughs> 
at all. Although but, that well, would be nice. Well, you get a nice tea or something? No, no. Well, I always bring a nice tea with me in the car. Oh, okay. Something to drink okay. while I'm sitting there for an yeah. hour. And yeah. then an hour and a half after. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I was going to say that speaking of Anne, I just wanted to do a shout-out to Anne's husband, Christopher, whose birthday was Wednesday, the 22nd, and he was a big 60 years old. So Anne, yay Anne, to Christopher. Annie's husband? Are yes. we allowed to say the yes. last name? No. Okay. So, well, Annie, Annie's to. husband, Christopher, happy birthday, big the big 6-0. Yes. Whoa, mm-hmm. baby. Yeah. Good for him. So just wanted to say that because we don't have his permission to say it. So I didn't okay. want to do that. But anyway, right. um, I hope he had a wonderful day. Uh, I hope family was around and and all good things. So I wish for him a healthy and happy uh, next year. Good. So if that's the case, then that's good. Then we're, we're still honoring the, the intent of the birthday. And saying <laughs> without a, we, without you know, outing him. Yes, without uh-huh. outing him. Because it could so be any Chris be, who's turning sixty. It, it could, it could. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. other than that, um, I think there's. Uh, do you have any other shout-outs to do? Mm. No. No. Okay. Not All right. Well, there's just a, a one thing I wanted to just take a few minutes to talk about before we get into our we have two guest experts this morning so uh, this was something that came in the recent bulletin of AARP and anybody who is a member of AARP would probably want to make sure they see this page it's a double page and it you have to look at it sideways but it's what they call an infographic and it's just a a wonderful presentation of, in a very short way of putting it, five types of insurance you must know about. And they group them according to the type when the first one is health insurance. They talk about long-term disability and long-term care. Two very distinct things. Long-term disability is something that you need if you're still working and you want to make sure that you Uh, guarantee your income if you became disabled and it runs until you recover or you turn 65 usually most uh, insurance policies stop at 65 and then uh, this was a funny note here surprise the average individual claim is for 31.6 months that's almost uh, three years so that's an important piece to understand and the older we get the more important it becomes uh, it's very expensive, though. I, I will say that. And five of the costliest occupations to insure, this is kind of funny, according to uh, an entity called Policy Genius, and that would be roofer, fisherman, truck driver, coal miner, and a lion tamer. Oh. <laughs> yeah, how many of those okay. do you know? Uh, yeah. Not too many. No. Not too many. Okay. And then uh, long-term care, we, we know that's important. 70% of people who reach age 65 will ultimately need that. Then life insurance, um, really who needs it is somebody who has someone else who's dependent upon their income. 
And um, the one thing I thought was interesting is a smoker can expect insurance to cost four times what a non-smoker pays. Then we go into uh, protecting your possessions as renter's insurance. A lot of people forget about that. If they are renting, uh, you need to protect the things you own because if there's ever a fire or a loss like that, you don't get uh, you don't get the house back, but you do can you can get something to cover your possessions. And then the last one is a liability umbrella policy. It pays for things that are above and beyond the typical liability limits on your homeowners and auto insurance policies. And a million dollar policy of this type of umbrella can cost up from 150 to 300 dollars a year. It's not that expensive, but boy, would it make a difference if, let's say, for example, your over-friendly dog knocks over a neighbor, your spouse who has Alzheimer's attacks his caregiver, a guest leaving your party causes a drunken driving accident. These things happen all the time, and most people are underinsured in that department. 150 bucks a year for a million dollars of coverage is certainly worth it. Yeah. And so, that's an umbrella, you said? It's an umbrella policy. It's in uh-huh. addition to your, your regular limits insurance. on your auto insurance and your homeowners. Don't so you think look there into be, that. Don't you think people should get reimbursed at the end of the year for insurances that they don't ever use per year? That that'd be nice, but then the rates would be so high it'd be ridiculous. Yeah, but I mean it's it's yeah. it's like even when you're talking about that long term care one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or not long-term care, the first one about the while the you're working. I mean, it's very mm-hmm. expensive, and if you never need it, and you've paid all of this money in, just for that insurance, and I know that that's what it is to be insured, you know, but to be assured that you can be taken care of, it's it's so like, it's like, okay, great, I didn't use it, but man, did I spend a lot of money on that. Yeah. And there's nothing to show greater. for it. Nothing. Nothing. Nope. Zero. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. we're going to take a quick break here, and we're going to make sure that we um, connect with our next guest expert, Jill Valentini from Fidelity Bank. And you're listening to The Laurie and Lynn Show, and we'll be right back. It's Saturday morning with Laurie and Lynn. Now, back to Lori and Lynn. Hi, we're back. My name is Lynn Evans. I am the Managing Director and Financial Planner at Women of Substance, LLC. That's a financial planning firm devoted specifically to the needs of baby boomer women. And I'm also the host of a podcast called Power of the Purse. That's available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and a whole bunch of others. I'm Laurie Cadden, the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises which is a fundraising PR special event business. And our guest expert number one today <laughs> is Jill Valentini, who is from Fidelity Bank in Dunmore. Welcome, Jill. Thank you. Welcome. I'm glad to be here, ladies. Good. We're so happy to hear your voice. We haven't seen you or talked to you in a long time. 
I know, Lynn. I felt so bad. I was thinking about how I always bring you cookies and now how this <laughs> pandemic has changed it so much. I'm sending you cookies in my mind. <laughs> okay. That's a good one. Thank you so much for thinking of that. <laughs> you got it. We can oh, smell okay. them even as we speak. Jill. Yeah, I, I'm praying for the going back to the old normal so we can at least mm -hmm. get my chocolate chip cookies. Anyway, we'll uh, get there. So, okay, so what's happening at the bank? What's going on? Yeah, I understand you are one of the few people who are physically there at the bank, and you have to be. Yes, actually, um, as, as we all know, living through this unprecedented pandemic has brought about a change in, in how we do business, but I'm very um, happy and feel very blessed that I'm able to still be here and provide service for, for our community and for our clients. And it actually kind of led into, you know, I wanted to talk a little bit about how Fidelity Bank, and again, I say this every time, I'm so passionate about being a community banker. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about how Fidelity is happy, or helping out our community with the CARES Act and the SBA PPP loans. Great. Yeah, so um, I, 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 like I said, I'm very fortunate that I'm still here and, and it's been, it was a challenge initially, but I'm proud to say, and these numbers may be a little outdated, that we have funded as a community bank 651 loans and over $131 million that's helped out small businesses in the community. So, I, I mean... I, yeah, so it, it really is a feat that um, you know our senior staff and our and our team here has has done this in a very user friendly way to help out our community and our small businesses. As you ladies know too, you know it's it's been such a struggle for a lot of small businesses. So I'm I'm very very proud to say that we're still assisting and helping with that program, and the funding has been extended out now. Yeah, that's what I was just going to say. So how much money is still there and how long do we have to get it? Yeah, so at, at last check, I think that there was still a billion available, which is a big number. Yeah. And it's been extended out for um, until August 8th. So there's still money there. And it's offered to all small businesses with uh, fewer than 500 employees. That does include nonprofits, veterans organizations, sole props, independent contractors. So I, I encourage um, any small business owners, or even if you do know a small business owner that would fall into those qualifications, to reach out to your bank and see if you could take advantage of that. I mean, it's a deferred payment for six months, and it, it's a 75% payroll forgivable loan, so and 25% you can use for um, certain business expenses like utilities. But in an effort to keep the workforce going and the economy going, this this loan is a forgivable loan at 100% forgiveness, and you can keep employees and their families, you know, working and 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 doing things to try and keep some kind of, as we say remove to a sense of normalcy, the new normal. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people say about the fact that, um, that there's only 25% of that can be used for the non-payroll expenses. So what about if you are somebody who has a business and you have rent payments and you have some big numbers to deal with? Is there some way the bank can help people with that? 
The bank can definitely help with that. Um, you can use the funds 100% for payroll or the 25% allocation is for, it, the, the coverage is for a two month time frame. So 25% of that can be a rent forgiveness, it can be um, a utility forgiveness. So it, for example, phone, um, heat, electric, those types of things. And if you even own your building and you have mortgage interest expense for that business, you can, that, that's covered under that 25% umbrella. So there's some discretion in how you can use the funds. There's still guidelines around that, but I definitely would say to, to reach out to your banker and, and, and have that conversation because it, it's truly an amazing thing and an unprecedented thing that, that's available to everybody to, to utilize instead of, you know, unfortunately going out of business or something like that during this pandemic, which has hit everybody very, very hard. Jill, under the CARES Act, I know that they're trying to extend um, portions of that, that extra $600 that came in for the um, unemployment and stuff. Is that, if that's under the CARES Act, right? So has there been any movement in whether there's going to be additional help for everybody after the whatever 26th or 27th, whatever the date is of July, that that's going to happen? So I haven't heard that there's been any movement with that underneath the CARES Act because we're dealing with a portion of the small business PPP, the pay, pay, uh, pay right. Paycheck Protection Program. That's a mouthful. Um, <laughs> but I mean, I, I do know that right now we're kind of in the forgiveness portion of that because there was a requirement for the people who originally did that had um, now need to kind of apply and, uh, and provide documentation so that loan is forgiven. And they've extended that out from an eight-week period to a 24-week period. Yeah. We're also anticipating some updates on, um, instead of making it very confusing for a small business owner or an independent contractor to, to provide the right documentation, we're hoping that there's some movement within that that'll make it a, a simple affidavit of forgiveness and providing certain documents to simplify it for people. So every day it's changing, every day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I hope that ends up what it is because, I mean, in all of those areas, because CARES is, is an acronym. Do we know the exact, what it exactly stands for? I don't know that off the top yeah, of I my head. Yeah, I do know, and I can't think. Lynn, do you know? No, I, I know the C is for coronavirus. Yeah. Um, and I forget something. I'll look but, it up. Go but, ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Because the point is, Jill, initially, with because that the government tried, as you, as you know better than than us, is that to get everybody funded so quickly. There were so many changes on a on a day, almost a daily basis, that um, to get that thing moving, it has been much more um, user friendly, so to speak. Wouldn't you say that hopefully in the end that people will have less and less they have to prove or or comply with to get that forgiven in in the long run? I agree a hundred percent because initially, even when this rolled out, we had clients that were calling us for help, and we still didn't have direction from the SBA as to how to facilitate these loans. But it has been getting better, and even when the initial funding ran out, um, which was very scary, I mean, 
clients and, and people in my community and friends crying over the fact that it, it didn't get in in that first round I and then they, they gave more funding. You know, it, it really it really was historical, I don't even know if that's the right word to cover it, but I was just so glad that they had made things easier. Like each step is, is getting easier and they made more funding available. So, I mean, like you said, it's getting easier and they're clarifying things to try and make it. I think, you know, because we don't even have an end in sight for this pandemic. So mm -hmm. uh, we're hoping and hoping, but as you said, every day and every week we find out a little bit more that they're making it a little bit easier for us. So do you that's find a good that thing. You, Jill, do you find that the clients that you take care of, um, the bank as a whole, um, are, are a little bit more at ease with, with some of these things that are now rolled out? Or do you, it, does it seem that it's even more frustrating to them because, they, because there's such fear of what's going to happen, when will it happen, is it going to happen, or do people feel a little bit better that they have a little more control because they know they can get some help in the financial field? So it's a double-edged sword with that. Like, personally, I mean, I've had clients cry to me that if it weren't for this funding, they would be out of business. Uh -huh. But the challenge is, is that getting those employees to, to come back, or even if those businesses, when we were in certain phases, were operational. You know, so as the, as the CARES Act and these different... Um, adjustments have been made to it when, it, you know, it, it's multi-faced and it's a double-edged sword. So yes, they're very relieved that they had the availability to, to keep paying their employees and to, you know, have that relief that they can still operate their business. Of course, we want to make sure that they wanted to make sure they were within guidelines too. So places like dentist offices or restaurants where up until recently when we moved to um, green phase, still weren't able to operate at full capacity. So, I mean, it at least helped me sleep at night as far as my part was helping them to get the funding in the event that it did open up and just to know that we're here for them, even even outside of this. I mean, the bank as a whole had done a tremendous thing with um, forbearance of, of of loan payments for yeah. a few months for yeah. people out of work and mm -hmm. and you know courtesy waiving of any fees that may have assessed on the account because as you know like fidelity very very much cares about and in I liken it to cheers and maybe I'm dating myself a little bit when you walk <laughs> into a fidelity bank everybody should know your name you know yeah, exactly. and, and we live yeah. in, and we we live and pray in these communities that we work in as well. So to be able to help our neighbor and, and help our friends, I mean, we've all, we're all in this together, and we truly are in every way that we can be, you know? So... Well, so here's ladies. what we're saying. Hats off to, to uh, Fidelity Bank. And Jill, if anyone needed to get in touch with you, um, how could they do that? So they can do that by going to our website uh, at www.bankatfidelity.com, and the ad is spelled out. Or you can reach our customer care center at 570-504-2226, and that, they'll route you right to me or any, any capable banker that would be able to help you out. Great. And Lynn, did you get it? Yes. It means Coronavirus Aid, Relief, and Economic Security Act. There we go. 
Okay, right. well, Jill, so good to hear you, and and hopefully we can see you some someday soon, and um, come and back anytime, and bring Leonard cookies. <laughs> Will do, ladies. Thank you okay. so much, and please stay happy and healthy, okay? You too, honey. You Take too. care. And we will be right back. We have our next guest expert, Angela Powell, who is from VREC, and she will be up next to talk to us. So stay tuned. You're listening to The Laurie and Lynn Show. It's Saturday morning with Laurie and Lynn. Now, back to Laurie and Lynn. Uh, we're back. My name is Lynn Evans. I am the exec- executive director. I am not. I am the managing director and the financial planner for Women of Substance, LLC. That's a financial planning firm devoted specifically to the needs of baby boomer women. And I'm also the host of a podcast called Power of the Purse. And that's available on uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher, and others. And I'm Laurie Cadden, the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event business. And with us today is one of our other wonderful guest experts, Miss Angela Powell, and she is the public um, affairs liaison for VREC in Chinchilla slash Clark Summit slash South Abington, all of those things up there, and they are <laughs> properly located at the in the old. If and I always say this, Ange, every time I go by the old Jim Dandy's building, which yep. was just one of my favorite places, the Lodge before that, another one of my favorites. I'm really dating myself, but as I say, it's the best date in town. Anyway, um, oh, <laughs> we. <geez>. Are, <laughs> We are here, and Angie's going to talk to us a little bit about today because it is summertime, and our beloved pets can take a, you know, a beating in this. This with all that, I, I, Angie. I look at dogs sometimes and think, how do they do it with all that fur? But we're going right. to have tips on how you can keep them safe. A and B, which I think is really neat, t- um, a tip on what you should have. It, whether it's in your car if you're hiking or or, or camping or, and in your house, like a first aid kit for dogs because I don't think people think and about cats. that. So that's a great idea. And cats, animals in general, I should right. say. So, right. um, Ange, what should we have? Well, um, with all of the, you know, people getting out, uh, Northeast PA is known for its beautiful mountains and hiking trails and lakes. Um, a lot of people just take for granted that they're going to take a trip out into nature and, um, you know, it's going to be a great day and they're going to come home. But there are always, um, you know, hazards that come with certain things like going to the lake or taking a hike. Um, so it's always great to have a special first aid kit for your pets. Now, you can tailor it specifically to the activity that you're planning on um, experiencing, whether, again, it's, you know, going to the lake or, you know, near water or if you're going to be hiking or camping. Um, But I do have a couple uh, great base items to have in your kit that you can take with you, throw it in your car, put it in your RV, or just have it around your house in case something happens. Um, So... Uh, the first thing that I would recommend is every six months you check on the kit. 
So whenever you have it composed, you know, at least twice a year, go through, make sure everything is still um, in date, make sure that it hasn't, you know, cracked or been ripped open for sanitary purposes. And also um, just to make sure that everything is appropriate for your pets that you have, whether you added a cat or added a dog um, or any other pet. But the first thing that I would recommend is having a pet history, um, including the dog's name, your address, um, the name of your vet and their phone number, um, an emergency vet, and even a poison control number in case they get into something that they shouldn't. Um, that way, you know, if you're in a group of campers and, and a pet experiences something, at least you have those numbers right there. You don't even have to think about them. Mm-hmm. Um, some other good things to have would be um, just basic uh, gloves of some kind. So if you need to treat a wound, you know, that you can keep it sterile. Um, having a thermal blanket, um, if a pet gets really cold, is a great one. It's very lightweight. Um, an instant ice pack, you know, if they get a lump or a bump from from playing or something like that. Um, tweezers are great to have for ticks or splinters. Um, cotton balls and alcohol wipes for cleaning any kind of wounds. Um, some other great things are just packing like a, either a bath towel or a beach towel um, if they get wet or if they're having trouble with a limb, you can use it to help um, impact some of that weight off of their limbs. Um, another great thing to have is, um, a pet safe antibiotic cream, um, that would be safe if it's ingested. You can find it on a lot of, uh, pet retail websites now, um, or a simple saline wash that can clean out any wounds. And if you're going to include, um, gauze pads, make sure that they are nonstick so you don't have to rip it off. Um, Make sure that the tape that you use or some kind of adhesive is pet friendly. So again, you don't rip their hair out. Um, Having a thermometer is great if you're worried, especially in the summer, about uh, hyperthermia or heat exhaustion. Um, Having, you know, a little bottle of water and a water bowl is great. If you're hiking and, you know, you run out of water, at least you can make sure your pet is hydrated. And you want to store all of this in a... A, a rough t- and tumble bag that, you know, is going to keep everything safe, but also is lightweight. Um, some people who leave it in their RVs or campers like to use tackle boxes or toolboxes because they don't yeah. crush very easily. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to be hiking, you know, a nice kind of <laughs> canvas yeah. pack might be great and add it right to your book bag. Um, so th- those are great items to have as like a base uh, kit. Um, there are a couple things that you can add that you definitely have to consult with your vet about first. Um, and those things would be, uh, Benadryl or, um, a generic substitute. They're great if a pet contracts, you know, they get a bug bite or they get stung and they're having an allergy. Um, you can administer, um, human Benadryl, but you definitely have to check with your vet first on, the amount that you'd be able to give the dog, you know, a, a large Great Dane is going to need more than a tiny little teacup mm-hmm. poodle. Um, another great one to ask your vet about would be hydrogen peroxide. Um, a lot of times, 
you'll read on the internet that it's great for inducing vomiting um, if they yep. eat something that they shouldn't. Um, it's definitely great to talk to your vet ahead of time in case you need to make that split second decision. You know, how much do you administer? Um, what's the time frame on, you know, if, if it doesn't work, what do I do next? Um, and it's also recommended not to use the hydrogen peroxide for cleaning the wounds, just um, for the vomiting if your vet says that that's okay. And another one is Neosporin. You might want to talk yep. to your vet about that. Um, only because there are so many different kinds of antibiotic cream on the market now. Some of them have, you know, additional things like pain relief. Um, yes. Those can be more dangerous to pets, especially if they lick it off. So definitely touch base with your vets on that just to see what they recommend. Um, and some other optional items you could add are if you know that your pet gets um, aggressive or, or bitey when they're injured, you know, having a little soft muzzle just, just in case anything happens, um, and also including um, an extra leash or a little bag of food if you know you're going to be on a long trip. Um, they're also great to have in case something goes missing. And I have to tell you, the um, peroxide with the induced, you know, to try to help with a mm -hmm. dog if they, you think. My dog, I had a, um, um, well, I had two, one of which was both adopted and one was a, um, um, a uh, Lhasa Opsil. And do you mm -hmm. know that that little you-know-what? loved the peroxide like would not it wow. would not <laughs> she kept licking, and I, I've only oh. my dog would not have it used for what it need I needed it to do it didn't work and she just loved the taste it was like she was wanting more I'm like oh my god so but I know that other like those things are so important and that's what I was going to ask you about the neosporin like if mm -hmm. worse came to worse and you had that could those type of things be used like if there was a cut or something so I guess what mm -hmm. you're saying is if that's all you have at the moment you could use it and mostly if it's covered then right so they're not licking Right. Uh, that, but it also does, you know, it's topical, but it can, it goes inside. So I guess, you, you know, just you should be safe and make sure you have all those other things. Now, can you get those at any um, uh, pet supply uh, place has all those, that, that section of, of uh, antibiotic creams and things like that? Pet friendly? I know that. Right. I know that on some of the pet websites, like, say, for example, Chewy or any of, like, the major um, pet store chains around the area, a lot of them do carry um, specifically pet-safe okay. um, over-the-counter things. And that's why I say recommend, I recommend um, talking to your vet about it. They might have a recommendation on something that they find works better or has less um, chances of harm um, only because we all know that pet, when pets are injured they typically will try to lick their wounds and that's why a lot of uh, pet owners especially after there's a surgery or if they have a big cut they have to have the big um, collar Help, you know yeah. the little mm -hmm. collars on and uh, many people say or one of 
there's a common misconception that, you know, pets' mouths are so clean that they can lick their wounds and it will help with the, the healing, healing process. Yeah. And that really isn't the case because when you think about um, pets, when especially dogs, when they go outside to relieve themselves, they're sniffing and they're licking and they're eating all sorts of things. And, you know, if mm-hmm. they come right in after they're done and start, you know, licking their arm or their paw, even if it's just residual dirt or uh, grass or anything like that, it can uh, it can get in that cut and actually irritate it more. Yeah. So, it yeah, it's, it's, it's very difficult, especially when you're trying to keep an eye on your pet and you're trying to make sure that they're comfortable and they sit there licking this cut and it winds up getting a lot worse. So Right. Well, what I also what I also like too that I never even thought of until you said it, and we have to we have like a couple seconds here, Ange, because then I'm going to ask mm-hmm. you to tell everybody where how they can get in touch with sure. the REC. But um, I love that um, information um, sheet with the dog. You know, all of that information, medications, all of those things, so that mm-hmm. if you're not there, someone knows what they can do with the dog. That's kind of a of a of a neat thing to remember. Uh, exactly. It's really great. Like anyone else who has a list of medications that they take adults and uh, humans so that's a right. good thing yep. so and please this is very helpful can you tell us how anyone could reach um the uh, veterinary referral and emergency center if they need to sure um we're open 24 hours a day seven days a week we're at 318 northern boulevard in Clark Summit slash South Abington slash Chinchilla. <laughs> um, <laughs> the number is uh, 570-587-7777. And you can find us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Google Maps, and Instagram. Great. Well, thank Yay. you very much, Angie. That's your new address, by the way, if you could tell them. I think that covers the whole area there. So thank you for joining us. We will um, probably hear from you next month. So enjoy the rest of the the uh, uh, month of August there, Angie, and we will see right. you soon. Lynn, we will see you this yes. weekend. Enjoy. Yes. And everyone else mm-hmm. out there, have a great weekend. Be safe and please be nice. Bye. Bye. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.